Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. everyone. How you doing? Welcome back. So the holidays, they're coming faster and faster. I started thinking about the holiday season uh, right before I started taping this. Um, I was kind of thinking about what do I want to share as an opening. You know, now that my kids are older, uh, it's definitely different. You know, if we are invited somewhere, we just walk in the door and my kids can fend for themselves. I don't need to watch them at every turn, you know, worry about stairs, worry about packing our entire house up to go to somebody's house. Um, you know what I mean? If you have young kids, you're basically packing up everything, the bouncy seat, um, all the diapers, the bags, the food. I mean, it literally is, it's ridiculous how much you have to pack to leave the house. Um, I just remember I would always be in charge of getting the kids and moving them from one place to the other. And Jim would be in charge of carrying everything. Half the time we couldn't even see him because he was so bogged down with all of the things. And, you know, it's just so different now. And, you know, it makes me think back to those times and, and look at them fondly, but also be very thankful that we're in the spot we are now where, you know, we can just get up and go. I know not everybody is in that stage. So if you are hanging there, I promise you it does get better, but you will miss it just like I'm missing it right now. So hopefully you guys are doing well with your Christmas shopping or holiday shopping. Um, as you know, I tape these a couple weeks in advance. So I'm going to guess that I still have tons of shopping to do by the time this airs. Um, Like I said last week, I really try hard to get it done early. Um, This year, we've been so thankful. We've been blessed to be able to open up a second location for our business. And it's really been stressful (laughs) trying to do the, the, the construction part in terms of, you know, building out a counter and, you know, putting new carpet down and new flooring and, you know, basically everything you need to build an office. And then also trying to decorate that new office when it's Christmas time, which means you're fighting everybody in the stores. It's not a really fun time to shop. And here's the fun fact about me. I don't like shopping. I don't like decorating. Jim picks out all the paint colors in our house. He buys anything to decorate our house, like clocks and and you know decorations he decorates for every holiday like he loves that stuff Eh, I don't know it's not my favorite and um you know even this year too I was kind of tempted can we just not do the Christmas decorations because it just feels like there's so much on our plate right now but um no, of course we're going to have to do Christmas decorations because it's Christmas and we have a lot to celebrate and a lot to be thankful for and this year especially. So um, 
yeah, that's what's going on. Hopefully your holiday season is a little less chaotic and that you're able to really enjoy the season with the people you care about. And hopefully your Christmas shopping is a lot further along than mine. Today we're going to talk all about healthy holidays. And I've narrowed down my list to 15 ideas, topics, tips, whatever you want to call them, um, to really help you navigate your way through the holiday season. Um, There's a lot of them. Again, I narrowed it down. So I could have talked about a lot of things, but I also value your time and I know you're busy. So I want to give you my top 15 healthy holiday tips and um, let's start right away. So number one is eat better, not more. Eat better, not more. So a lot of times, the holidays, you always think about extra calories. We always think about holiday weight gain. Um, It's the end of the year. There's parties. There's celebrations. And all that extra food usually leads to extra calories. So what I'd love for you to do and try to challenge yourself is not look at the holiday season as an opportunity to eat more things. It's maybe just to eat better, right? Where are the substitutions that you can make so that your recipes are just a little bit healthier? We talked a lot about that last week with the holiday cookies. Um, But think about where can you make your plate or what can you bring to a gathering or a party that is just a little bit better than what you would have brought previous years. Think of how can you make your plate, your meals, your holiday parties just a little better instead of thinking, well, you know, it's the holidays. I have to eat all the things because this is the only time of the year that I get to eat it. What are those small changes that you can make that actually, you know, you can be proud of and makes you feel good at the end of the day? Number two, indulge. All right. Now I know this sounds a little counterintuitive, but hear me out. Deprivation never works. It just doesn't. You and I both know that because we've tried it and we failed. So let's all just bring it to the forefront right now, let's all agree that deprivation doesn't work. We hate it. So let's just not do it. Think about what's really important to you over the next couple days or the next couple weeks. Who are you going to be with? What dishes do they make? What are you looking forward to? And then go eat that. If it's something you're really looking forward to, go eat it, enjoy it, and then move on. Rather than telling yourself, I can't, I'm not allowed, I can't do this, that just, it just stinks. It stinks for you and it stinks for everybody around you. Nobody said you have to eat all of it. You can just have a couple bites or a taste, but think about what's really important to you and then go ahead and eat that. All right? You have permission. Go enjoy it and then move on. But when you tell yourself you can't and you make this big dramatic scene about how you can't do it, and then when you go ahead and eat it anyway, because it's really hard to have such fierce willpower when you're talking about foods that you only get one time a year, then the guilt and the shame that that follows leads you to just overeat anyway. So let's just both agree not to do it. I always tell my clients, it's not the... It's not the fact that you ate something that you shouldn't. That's never the problem. It's your response 
to eating something that you quote unquote should not have. That's where all the damage is done. So let's do the opposite of what we know doesn't work and actually do something that does. Pick and choose when you want to indulge, what you want to indulge on, no guilt. All right, number three, challenge yourself. You know, over the holidays, again, we all think about, oh, I can't eat these foods, you know, and it's all about what you can't do. Instead, I want you to think about maybe what is one thing you can do over the next couple weeks um, from now till the end of the year to challenge yourself in a healthy way. Maybe it's to drink all your water every day, or maybe it's to incorporate a new type of exercise into your routine, or maybe it's just to eat a piece of produce at every single one of your meals. Let that be your focus instead of all about the sugar and the, the baked goods and the cookies and the pies and everything that you're not supposed to be eating. Challenge yourself in a way that isn't about taking things out, but adding healthy things in. Number four, let something go. This is where you insert, you know, the theme song from Frozen. Let it go. Guys, stress, it's the ultimate killjoy. And guess what it also is? It's the leading factor in stress eating. The holidays is stressful because we're already stressed out. We already have a lot of things to do. And then we add 500 other things to our plate. You know, sending Christmas cards, getting pictures taken for those Christmas cards, um, finding presents, mailing presents, wrapping presents, parties, all these things that a lot of us don't have time to do. And it stresses us out. So I want you to think about what is one thing that you can let go of whether it's a holiday tradition that isn't serving you well or you don't enjoy, or maybe it's something else that's on your plate that needs to go so that something of a holiday tradition can step in and you can actually have time to do it. I know Jim is always on my case. He's always like, you cannot add. You can't keep adding. You have to subtract at some point for, you know, for this to work mentally, physically, all of it. And I, I hate to admit it, but I'm terrible at this. I just want to keep adding. I want to keep doing more and more. And I know that when I do that, inevitably my family suffers. And so he's really good at helping me see that and realizing, all right, if you can want to add one more thing, then that means something else has to subtract. All right. And so I want you to think about what is one thing that you can let go of over this holiday season so that your stress levels can remain in check and you can actually enjoy the holiday season instead of letting your anxiety get the best of you. Number five, always choose homemade. So we just talked about stress, right? There's all these additional gatherings. You have to make something for those gatherings. You know, sometimes we just don't have time to bake and we don't have time to cook. And it's just easier to go grab something at the grocery store, throw it in a container and call it done. But you and I also both know that store-bought foods are not as great as homemade. So if you are at a party, if you are at a gathering, I want you to always choose homemade foods over store-bought. Store-bought foods you can buy any time of the year. 
Store-bought foods are easy to identify because they're all uniform in shape. Homemade cookies look very different than store-bought cookies. Homemade desserts, homemade appetizers, homemade foods in general always taste better than store-bought. Well, most of the time tastes better than store-bought. I guess it depends on who's cooking. So if you're going to eat foods, make sure that they're worth it. Make sure that they're tasty and the texture's great. Not something that came out of a factory. You can eat that any time of the year. All right, I think I'm on number six. Whatever you do, protect your sleep. That's right, protect your sleep. It is everything. It affects your mood. It affects your energy levels. It affects, you know, your activity activity if you do activity because you and I both know if you didn't get a good night's rest it's really hard to motivate yourself to exercise the next day it keeps our blood sugars in check because we're not choosing high sugar foods to give us energy that we you know weren't able to get from having a good night's sleep it keeps us sane it reduces our stress level it is everything so when you're tempted to stay up late and watch that Hallmark movie one more time or wrap some additional presents or try to get ahead or bake one more batch of cookies, don't. Protect your sleep. I read somewhere and I thought it was just really brilliant advice. It said, if you're going to set an alarm, set it to go to sleep, not to wake up. And how true, right? Where along the way did we think that bedtimes don't apply to us anymore? They do apply to us. We need them now more than ever because it's such a huge component and, you know, foundation of our health. So with everything you have, protect your sleep. In fact, that just might be one of your challenges. Yeah. Why not? I just, my challenge over the holiday season is to get seven hours of sleep every night. Let that be your focus and you know, then relish in all of the benefits of creating that, that, um, that goal. I think I'm on number seven, which is when you go out, ditch the yoga pants. Now I am all for comfort. I love a good yoga pants, but when you're going out to eat or you're going out to, you know, a party or facility or something that you're going to be eating, Dress pants or pants with a button or some kind of resistance are the way to go. You know, that fullness signal that we're waiting to feel, that starts with feeling a little resistance against your pants. But you don't get that resistance from yoga pants. That's why we wear them, right? That's why maternity pants are so comfortable because they grow with you and they don't push back and cause pain. Now, in no ways am I telling you to wear clothes that don't fit you appropriately or are too small because I don't want you to be in pain. Obviously, that's not the point. But what I do want for you is to have that little reminder to help you notice when you're approaching your fullness cue. I spend so much time in my practice really helping people identify and honor hunger and identify and honor fullness. You learn how to do those four things, you would never have to count another calorie in your life. 
you would never have to follow, you know, a, a f- meal plan on the internet ever if you just learned how to do that. And so we spend a lot of time on it at work because that's how important it is. But that fullness factor, your body gives you cues. And one of them is resistance um, along your pant line. Again, yoga pants don't provide that for us, which is why we want to ditch them when we're going out to eat. Number eight, lighten up your drink. So for some, the holidays is a time where there is more alcohol in their diet. And if that's the case, we just want to lighten up what you're drinking because there are so many food options that you're probably going to be indulging in as well. And we don't want to add a ton of beverage calories on top of a lot of food calories. So a spritzer is the perfect holiday drink. Um, We did an alcohol episode, gosh, I don't know, maybe eight or 10 or 12 episodes ago. You can always look it up. I don't have the exact number written down, but that's really helpful in learning what drinks to, um, to choose. Um, just as a quick brief summary, you want to pick more of the hard liquors and then maybe pair them with a seltzer or um, a club soda, something like that. And then a twist of lime or an olive or whatever it may be. But um, do try to aim for a lower calorie drink. The fruity beverages, the IPAs, all those heavy beers are just going to, you know, weigh you down with extra calories and um, may not make you feel your best. So keep it light if you are going to drink. And as always, alternate your alcoholic beverages with 20 ounces of water. All right, I think I'm on number nine. I really should have numbered these before I started talking because I'm having to count every single time. Um, Aim for a rainbow. Again, this could also be another challenge that you give yourself over the holiday season. Every day, I want you to try to eat all the colors of the rainbow, which means something red, orange. Um, I'm going to put yellow and white in the same category, green, and then blue and purple in the same category. So we want to aim for those five colors every day. Now, one of the things that helps me enable myself to do this well is I like to pre-journal, which means I like to write out what I'm going to eat at the beginning of the day. When I write it down, I can then check to see, do I have all the colors? You know, if I picked a, let's say I picked you know, spinach, and then I also picked green grapes as my foods, that's great, but maybe it would be easier to change my green grapes to red grapes if I was lacking that color. So rather than hoping it works out, because if you've listened to me before, you know how many times I tell you that hoping and wishing are not strategies. If you want something to happen, you've got a plan for it to happen. And so by writing it down at the beginning of the day and looking at it, I can see, do I have all my colors? And if the answer is yes, perfect. I'm ready to go. If not, okay, what substitution do I need to make so that I can have all the colors every day? In fact, I think that's an awesome challenge. So we should do that. All right, number 10, make sure you pack snacks for shopping. Listen, The lines are long. A lot of stores are in desperate need of help. 
I was at Marshall's today making some returns. And I think I stood in the line for a good 20 minutes. And all I needed to do was just return something. All right. Um, I think they had two people working and the line was almost wrapped around behind me. So these stores need help. All right. And when you're out shopping and you think you're just going to be an hour, just always double the time. Plan on two. And then I need you to also think about, do I need to pack a snack? Do I need to put something in my bag or my glove compartment in case, you know, the lines are long, traffic gets backed up, I get home later than what I anticipate. I'd much rather you eat a pre-planned snack than grab something while you're out. Wawa is a dangerous place. (laughs) Wawa is for gas. You pump your gas outside and you pay for it outside and then you leave. All right, don't go in there just to look what they have. I just want to see. All right, I'm going to talk about that in a second. Um, But be careful of thinking, oh, I'll just grab something while I'm out. Typically, we don't make our best decisions when we're hungry, when we're tired, when we're grumpy. Okay, when our blood sugar's low, we're just going to grab whatever we see. So pack a snack to make sure that if you do get hungry and you do identify a hunger signal, you can meet it with a nice snack that's going to help fulfill you, help sustain you, and give you energy for the rest of your day. All right, so let's talk about, you know what, I'm going to switch these around. Let's make number 11 be protect your eyes. All right, so this goes along with the whole, I'm going to go into Wawa and just see what they have. Listen, you and I both know once you see it, you're going to want it. It's like the whole dessert tray thing. Remember when they used to pass out dessert trays and, you know, you'd ask them for a dessert menu and they're like, oh, we have a tray. Let me show you. Yeah. Well, of course, when you see it, you're going to want it. How many times have you said, no, you know what? I'm going to pass. Right? So we have to protect our eyes because the scene of things is where everything starts. So I want you to think about what do you have out on your counters? Do you have cookies just sitting in a container by the stove? You know, do you have um, (laughs) leftover Halloween candy in a bowl on your kitchen table? I guarantee you, you walk past it enough times, you're going to grab it. We need to protect our eyes, which means all baked goods, all additional foods, they need to find a home. They need to go in a container and either way up high or way down low, or they need to go in another room. I know one of my clients, she keeps all her snacks in the basement. You know, just putting things on a lower level really makes her think about, do I want to go down there and grab something? Um, Do I really want to do this? Is it worth it? Uh, So putting space in between you and the food is the best thing you can do. Out of sight, out of mind. So protect your eyes fiercely. It's very, very important. All right, number 12. If you are at a party and you want to have a snack, I need you to ask your host for a plate. All right, let's make it a goal that if we're at a party, we're not going to graze by grabbing snacks out of the bowl and then just proceeding to eat them. Let's, let's just play out a scenario here. Let's say you're at a party and there's a, a bowl of pretzel sticks and you grab a couple 
And maybe throughout the night, you grab more, and maybe you grab even more. At the end of the night, if I ask you, how many pretzel sticks did you eat? I guarantee you will have no clue. Four? Fourteen? Forty? You have no clue because you weren't paying attention. You were too busy socializing, which is the whole point of parties. If you're going to eat something, I need you to put it on a plate. Eating from a plate gives you a visual. It helps you make the decision, is this what I really want to do? Nobody's going to ask the host for a plate for four pretzel sticks. If you're not willing to ask your host for a plate, you're not hungry. You're just eating because it's there and you see other people eating. But it has nothing to do with your physical hunger cues. Now, if you're really hungry, chances are you're not just going to grab four pretzel sticks to appease you. You're going to grab some pretzels. You're going to grab, you know, maybe some veggies and some olives and maybe a couple cubes of cheese because you're hungry. And when you're hungry, you're going to need a plate to put all that food on. And when you're hungry, you have no problem asking for a plate. So wherever you're at, if they have food sitting out, you know, I just want you to consciously think about if I'm going to eat any of these foods, I just want to put it on a plate and that will ensure that I remember what I do and ensure that it will be the, the action that I really want to do. Right? I'm not just going to mindlessly grab. I'm going to put things on a plate. I'm going to look at it and I'm going to think about, is this what I really want? Am I getting a hunger cue? If yes, great. Go ahead and enjoy. But if you're just grabbing for the sake of grabbing, let's try to do some something different. And that brings me to uh, tip number 13. Socialize away from the food. Now, I will also tell you this. Men are great at this. Men will get their plates, they'll grab some food, and they will walk to the other room. They'll either watch a football game or they'll go you know, hang out with the kids. They will go outside. They will go talk to their friends. And they typically do this away from the food. But not us women. We like to pick. And we like to socialize around the food. And because we're social creatures, when we see other people picking, we start to pick as well. All right. If you're going to socialize, I need you to do it away from the food, away from the kitchen. This goes back to protecting your eyes, right? Out of sight, out of mind. A lot of these tips kind of go together. So if you want to go relax and you want to talk to your friends, just move that to a different room. Or, you know, maybe it's closing the box or putting a lid over something if you're able to do that. I know I recently was hanging out with some friends and um, we might, well, one of my best friends was home from the UK and we, you know, we got together, we had some pizza and her mom brought us um, some cheesecake. And so of course we're sitting there catching up, talking, and then that cheesecake is just sitting in the middle of us. And I already had a little piece and enjoyed it. 
But as we're continuing to talk, I just happen to keep looking at that cheesecake and, oh, maybe I could just have another half a slice. Eventually, I'm like, can we move the cheesecake away from the table? Because all it's doing is making me want more. And I don't want to eat more. I already had a piece. So maybe it's you moving. Maybe it's you moving the food away so that you can enjoy the conversation and not be staring at the food And then, unfortunately, not even listening to your friends because you're thinking about the food the whole time. All right, tip number 14. When you do go to someone's house, bring something healthy. You cannot rely on your host or hostess to cook healthy foods. Some of them just, that might not be how they eat. And so I always say, let's not take a chance Bring something healthy so if all else fails and you can't find something there that you um, want to enjoy, at least you have the food you brought. If your host asks you to bring something unhealthy, then bring two things. I remember one time I was uh, talking to one of my clients and she said that um, she was going to a party and she's like, I just, I don't know what to bring. I was like, well, why don't you bring a veggie tray? And she's like, no, my other girlfriend's bringing a veggie tray. Um, I said, well, how about a fruit tray? She's like, you know what? That's perfect. I'll bring that. So she goes to the party. She comes back in for her follow-up visit. And I ask her, how did the party go? And she said it was terrible. My friend, who was supposed to bring the veggie tray, didn't show up. She got sick. And there was no other vegetable options. She's like, there must have been 40 or 50 people there. Okay, now this was years ago, not during COVID. She's like, there must have been 40 or 50 years ago, 40 or 50 people there. And my friend was going to be the only person to bring a vegetable for that entire party. The rest was just dips and, you know, wings and pizzas and meatballs and all sorts of unhealthy things. My friend would have been the only person to have bring a vegetable. I'm so upset that I didn't bring one too because there were zero vegetables at the party. There was fruit because she brought it, but there was literally no vegetables. So even if your host says that she's got vegetables covered, it doesn't hurt to bring one more. It doesn't hurt to throw a salad together and just throw it out there. Um, Worst comes to worst, you take it home and nobody ate it. But at least you have something there in case the healthy options aren't also there. All right, and tip number 15, eat your vegetables first. So when you have your plate, obviously we talk about plates so much in our office. You know, we want to have our plate set up with protein and high fiber starches and vegetables. Eat your vegetables first. You know, don't jump around. Eat the good stuff first. Put that in your stomach. You know, interesting, some of my kids... They get very full before they get to the vegetable part. And I would hate for that to happen to you. So I want you to start with them, get your foundation set, get your nutrients in place, and then move on to the proteins and high fiber starches. Or let's be honest, over the holidays, the starches. (laughs) We're lucky if there's fiber in them, but there's a good chance there won't be. And so fill up on the foods that have fiber and have nutrients and help you feel your best. Eat that first, and then whatever room is left, enjoy the other foods. 
at least you know you're getting some nutrition into your body during a season when that's really hard. Depending on your traditions, depending on what your your holiday foods are, usually nutrition can go out the window. But if you at least focus on the veggies first, you can walk out of that meal with your head held high, knowing that you made the best decision you could. All right, guys, those are my 15 healthy holiday tips. Um, Let me know which one was your favorite or which one you're already doing or which one you'd like to try to do. And um, I'd love to hear from you. You can drop me a comment um, on one of the socials posts or you can even email me or contact me through our website. Would love to hear from you. And if you found this episode helpful, please feel free to share with a friend. Um, And if you really found this helpful, you can even go to, um, I guess it's iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and you can rate and review. That would be so helpful. It really helps me get the message out so more people can learn and enjoy healthier um, holidays as well. All right, so let's go to your recipe. So this one I found in my Run Fast, Eat Slow cookbook um, by Shailene Flanagan. And it is a beet hummus. So sometimes it's hard to know what to bring to holiday parties because everybody's bringing something, especially like work Christmas parties because, you know, I don't want to spend a ton of time, but I want to make something festive and I want to bring something healthy. So this beet hummus can be a lot of fun because it's this bright, vibrant pinkish red color and um, it's really simple to make so for this you're going to need one can of chickpeas rinsed and drained you need one medium beet roasted now I'm going to stop right here because roasting beets is a lot of work (laughs) and then peeling those beets is a lot of work so here is your your tip Go to the vegetable section, the canned vegetable aisle in your grocery store. And there is a product called Gethin Beets, G-E-F-E-N. And it's basically cooked beets, whole and peeled. And it is a game changer. It allows you to enjoy beets right away without the process of having to roast them in the oven for long periods of time and then taking the skin off, which leads your hands to be all pink and stained. These are amazing and they're pre-cooked and they're peeled. I don't know if you've ever tried to peel a raw beet. Half the time they end up all over my counter on the floor because they are so slippery. Um, this is life-changing. This is how I feel about butternut squash that's already cubed and ready to go. I remember one time I was doing a video, just as a side note, and I was like, look how easy it is to cut a butternut squash. And that thing would not give. And I tried to push the knife down and it wouldn't go. And all of a sudden I could feel all the blood rush to my face. I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? I'm on camera right now. And I had to wrestle that thing and basically tell all my people, look how simple this is. It's so easy. Meanwhile, I'm shaking and I'm sweating profusely. It was terrible. Buy the butternut squash that's already peeled and cubed at the grocery store. It is worth every penny, just like the Geffen beets are worth every penny. All right, back to the recipe. All right, so I said one medium beet roasted, peeled, and quartered. You'll need one clove of garlic, two tablespoons of tahini, three tablespoons of lemon juice, fresh if you have it, 
a quarter cup of olive oil, three quarter teaspoon of fine sea salt, and then you know there's some optional garnishes like cilantro or some more sea salt or olive oil. Um, basically what you're gonna do is in a food processor or high-speed blender, you're gonna combine the chickpeas, the beets, garlic, tahini, lemon juice, olive oil, and salt. Basically everything. Go ahead and process that on high until it's smooth. Um, if you need to stop to scrape down the sides and underneath the blade with a spatula, go ahead and do so. But um, literally throw all the ingredients into the food processor and blend it till it's smooth. And then you're gonna transfer to a small serving bowl, garnish with a chopped cilantro if you want, and you can serve them with pita chips and um, or even some crostini and carrot sticks, or what I really like to, uh, cucumbers could work here. Um, if you're gonna do carrots, even better than carrot sticks are like what I call carrot chips. They're those oval, round, sliced carrots that are wavy. Um, they work great as a vehicle for dips and spreads um, where you would typically use crackers or bread. All right, guys, that is all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I hope you have a fantastic week and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at bodymetricshealth. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.